Welcome back to the Basement Basement Dwellers. Welcome back to what we do in the basement. I'm your host and DM, Kevin Rambaran, and I am joined, as always, by Thomas Toll. Hi, everybody. I play Anus Dweezel, and this week I am coming to you from inside your headphones, baby. I'm living in your <laughs> brain rent-free. We've developed a parasocial relationship. If you have listened this far, I am your friend. I do care about you. Please DM me. and i'm here with luke cecilon hi folks my name is luke and i play frank the bloodpath abomination the guy who's just looking for some spices for some friendship and some super ultimate life-changing goal wow (laughs) i'm here with jesse bergen hi i play old mcginty a pastry chef who leaves no scone unturned oh my god and i am (laughs) Jesus, I'm here with Natasha Durand. Real Nilo, staying up all night to get lucky, and if she's doing it right, she will get harder, better, faster, stronger. And that's (laughs) not necessarily relation to the character, but more of a (laughs) droid nod to her favorite (laughs) underdark band, Duft Pank. (laughs) <laughs> Duft Pank. Duft Pank is now incredible. <laughs> Duft Pank is uh yeah, kings of underdark techno. Duft Pank. Um recently I retired. personally prefer Dodd Moose, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um well folks, I uh, this is uh for you for, if you're listening right now, um what's what's happened is that we we released our first a uh, couple of episodes at this point. So this is the first episode that we're recording um, where where the podcast is already out there and that you guys have heard it. And I have to say, uh, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I think I do when I say that um, we are so, 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 so thankful for the amount of support we've already received off the front. Woo, woo, woo. It's been crazy. It's been, uh, you know, the amount of people who have, who yeah. have tuned in and listened and stuff like that. Um, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I can't thank you enough for even uh, giving us a shot and, 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 and laughing along with us. So that's so And I, I so want to give a special shout out because there's a pretty high attrition rate with new shows. People listen to the first few episodes. They drift off. If you're still listening now, you deserve that thank you. You are a day one. Yeah, we appreciate exactly. it. Thank you for making it yeah. this far. Yep. You're one of the real ones. This is episode ten, which means that which means that it's gonna come out. There's gonna be like four people who listen to <laughs> We're it. We're so and they're so gonna, they're... grateful, mom <laughs> and uncle Frank. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. buy yourself yeah. a donut and a coffee because if you're still listening, you've earned it. Yeah. 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 You can and send us send the receipts. Yes, we won't. We, we won't will... give. A, we won't pay you back. No, we just want to know you're um, treating yourself. <laughs> yeah, we just need evidence. We just so if you know, hit up a Dunkin', hit up a Tim's, hit up something. I want and, to try to return a donut and coffee that I bought, so I need a receipt. Please send me. Yeah, a receipt. so yeah, <laughs> and Thomas lives in Chicago, yeah. so you need a a Chicago donut place. Um, or not? But, that uh, works yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So give him, give him for something yeah, from your like own. Like a hometown. Robin's Donuts is probably fine. Send us your receipts, guys. <laughs> give us your personal tax information. Uh, guys, my favorite uh, donut shop in Chicago uh, gave free donuts to the police during the Black Lives Matter protests, and it was 
heartbreaking. Yeah. I didn't wow. know they just showed who they were, and it's like, I, come on, is man. That, is that why you have to return a donut? <laughs> yeah, well, man, I was like, if, I will not eat this ever. If that's if that's your favorite yeah. place, I'd hate to see what your least favorite place does. Yeah, it became. They did. They I did should make specify that it was my favorite before that. Now it's my okay. super favorite. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not. Hey, cab, baby. Oh, good God. Yeah, if we have any cops listening, fuck (laughs) off. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a shame. I was about to introduce our next PC character, which was going to be played by my friend in the police force. Um, Wow. I'm kidding. Folks, I think we've done enough talking, and I think it's time for us to dive right into a recap. Last episode... Most of our gang encountered an obstacle on their way back to the town center of Willowhelm. As Anus and Frank and Rael traveled in Jacob's carriage, now being used as a delivery vehicle for the saucy tart, I might add, they came to a sudden stop in the road. Right outside the outskirts of the main part of town, surrounded by a large wall and a dense forest, lay the body of a giant in the middle of the road. Meanwhile, back inside the main area of the town, Old McGinty woke up to Harriet bustling around the kitchen in a bit of a panic, as today was the last day of validity for a coupon that had been distributed for the saucy tart. McGinty did his best to help out Harriet in the kitchen, though it seemed his mind was elsewhere and he wasn't quite able to maximize his profit margins due to some less-than-ideal baking. After some really clunky work looking at the giant's body, Frank suggested using some peculiar necropomancy, um, and the trio instead decided to let Rael climb over the side of the giant using the rope, and everyone else sort of followed that way. They also discovered there was a knockout agent used known as the Crimson Bloom on the giant's lips. This was after Frank had decided to just taste some of it without hesitation, (laughs) Um, but he somehow managed to fight off its powerful effects. Uh, After finding a note pinned to the chest of the unconscious giant and seeing it was all red with a white dot in the center, Jacob informed you that Lorenzo Pyre must have escaped his captors. All of you met up at Lorenzo's hideout and Alador met you in the street outside. You informed him that the creature responsible for the brutal massacre of some of his bandits was the vile barber and McGinty gave him a drawing of a question mark F symbol. He took it and then he opened the door to the hideout and introduced you to Lorenzo Pyre the leader of the revolution against the gold forts known as the Pale Hope. The dark-skinned, charismatic revolutionary greeted you all warmly. He soon informed you that although many thought that the leaders of the giant folk had struck a deal with the gold forts to help them take over Danatar, they were actually being controlled. Lorenzo heard some of the tall guard discussing how the Goldforths had taken the staff of Idris, a magical item known to bend the will of giant folk. That staff allowed the Goldforths to control an entire army and take over the capital. Lorenzo told you that he faked his escape and that the Goldforths are about to gain another powerful ally so that action must be taken quickly. And that, my friends, is where we are right now. So Lorenzo has just finished explaining the situation with the Goldforths to you guys and the staff of Idris. He looks around the room and says, The Pale Hope could use some new recruits. Are you with me? Um, I, I would like to, uh, just hear a little bit more about sort of your world philosophy. (laughs) Oh, my. Well, young, young man. And he, like, pats you on the shoulder and walks back around the table. The Pale Hope has been around for a long time, but we only really resurge 
up to the surface when we need to help the people who are downtrodden, the people who work for everybody else's benefit but their own, the selfless and the many. And you see, things were okay here in Denatar before. They weren't perfect, there were problems, but people were generally happy. And when the Goldforths took over and started taking whatever they wanted from whomever they wanted, whenever they wanted, it was not right. So... I started to gather together my friends, and we banded together to try and take them out. And that's what I am here to do, and that is the purpose of the Pale Hope. We do not want these evil people running our country and telling us exactly how we can live our lives and forcing us to die and forcing us to fight and forcing us to starve. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And he gets a little heated and he kind of stops himself for a second. Bravo! Bravo! <laughs> Well, uh, I, for one, uh, I am getting pretty tired of having to give out free pies and, and biscuits once a month to the soldiers <laughs> when they come to my shop. A lot of work went into those pies, and they don't want to pay for them. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's best we, uh, we oust these guys. Well, I got just one question for you, Lorenzo. As God or no, how did you get out of there? What was your trick? What was the magic escape you did? Ah, ah, great question, great question. Well, you see, my friends, the way that it worked was I was being transported back to Eldorok, and on my way there, my giant folk captors decided to take a bit of a rest. I don't know why, but they're not running on my schedule, are they? So they decided to take a rest just outside of town. While they were doing that is when I heard them speaking of things like the Staff of Idris and exactly what has happened between the Goldforths and the Giant Folk, and I thought, this might be an easier problem to solve than I had originally thought. If I can take away their armies, if I can take away their muscle, perhaps they will be easily overthrown. So, I started to formulate a plan. But I did not realize that the Giant Folk were unhappy. And my captors started to lament. And when I heard them lamenting, I spoke to them and said, Gentlemen, I can help you. I can free your people. You just have to let me go. At first, it took some convincing, but eventually they saw my side and agreed to stage a bit of an escape. Now, it was important that we make it look legitimate, so I did have to fashion a knockout agent and, uh, you know, take down one of the giants and, and, and get out of there. But... I, I got away with their blessing, so I'm hoping that, uh, that those fellows trust me. That being said, um, giant folk are rather quick to judge and don't, they like to hold grudges. So um, some of the Pale Hope have taken down some of the giant folk in the past. Uh, I don't trust that as many of my uh, giant compadres will be as uh, open to suggestion, but we will find out. Well, Lorenzo, say no more. Uh, if you are able to convince your captors to do what you want, there's no way we're not going to be convinced by you. <laughs> <laughs> Great to hear it. Great to hear it. And you, miss. And he's like slams his hands on the table and looks right at you, Rail. <sighs> Rail steps forward, keeping constant eye, eye contact, not wavering in the slightest, and puts out <laughs> her hand and says... You had me when you said, can I have my jacket back? And sticks out her hand <laughs> to shake his. 
<laughs> he shakes her hand and like holds it for a bit longer and looks you in the eyes and says, thank you. She pulls and, her hand uh, back and then slowly brings it to her nose to smile. <laughs> <laughs> McGinty looks uh, side-eyes the other two guys in the party like... <laughs> Frank tries to get his hand in there for his own handshake again, and like just still doesn't get doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo turns at the last second, misses Rail sniffing her hand, and misses Mrs. Frank going for the handshake. And uh, he says, "Now here's the thing, my friends. If we're going to get this staff, it needs to be done with haste. I have gotten word that." The Goldforths are starting to reach out to other allies and have secured themselves a very powerful one that seems to be starting to work with them very soon. If that ally should begin things, I would rather us have the staff in our possession before they start to expand their dominion. So, I would like to get us inside the gates of their keep and take that staff for ourselves post-haste. What do you say to tonight? Well, uh, I, huh. I would, I, I would have to look at my schedule. Um, you know, I, I've got <laughs> some social engagements. Of course, I live a life like any man. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, supposed to practice my souffles tonight, but uh, honestly, I'm kind of sick of baking right now. So maybe a break would do me some good. Oh, uh, well, uh, as long as uh, Rael is in love with you, that's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Rael smacks what? Hey. Frank in the back of his head. Whoa, yeah. whoa, Rael's in love? Oh, I didn't hear McGinty about just that. elbows as, him in the ribs. <laughs> as, Frank, as you said that, uh, Lorenzo didn't quite catch it because the door bursts open to the hideout. And uh, a, a young halfling boy runs in. And you see he's wearing this sort of oversized, like, um, it looks like a red jacket, but it's like really poorly stitched together. Um, like, and he's he runs. He's like, hi, hi, oh my god, oh my god, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. Hi, hi, hi. And then like two of Alador's bandits kind of come in and they kind of like try to stop the kid from like running in. And, and he's trying to make his way to Lorenzo. And Lorenzo looks, says, oh my, oh oh dear, uh, uh, oh oh oh. Uh, and and he um. realizes this kid is like um he 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 looks like he's trying to dress like Lorenzo. Uh, you can see Anus Anus tackles the kid to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do the, do I know this halfling child? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. You might recognize him as one of the halfling boys around town, but uh, he's just he's quite young. Um, he he's like oh oh okay. I'm sorry. I've neutralized the threat, new leader. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo says, "Now, now, everybody, please calm down. Um, let me, young man, who are you?" And he's like, the the young boy sort of is like held on the ground, wriggling by a moose, and he's like, "I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just, I really think you're great, Mr. Pyre. Uh, my name is Stuart Tottingham, and I, and 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 I've really, I've really looked up to you for a long time. I was just, I just wanted to meet you. I just wanted to say hello. I just wanted, to, and he's like, he's he's starting to get like hyperventilating a little bit because he's so excited, um, that he he like he's having like he's starting to go in and out of consciousness. Oh." Um, <laughs> uh, good, good job, Anus. I, I think he's been incapacitated. I, I think you can get off with the child. It's a little. I think his clothes are caught in my chainmail. Could someone help untangle us? This is. <laughs> you see, Alador's guards are like trying to help untangle him as the kid struggles. He's like, 
Lorenzo looks at him and says, well, young man, um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I, 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 very nice to hear kind words from such a, from such a dapper young gentleman as yourself. And he sort of like uh, pulls his pulls his coat, like indicates to his coat. And uh, Stuart looks up and says, "Oh, thanks, thank you so much, thank you so much. Uh, could could you please, could you please?" And he like pulls out from his jacket like uh, one of those pictures of Lorenzo Pyre um, that you guys had seen earlier, one of the flyers. And he says, "Oh, of course, of course." And he takes it and he puts it down and he he gets a quill and he signs it. And then he says, "Keep in mind." This, I fight for all of us. I'm not any more important than you. And he stuffs it back in his jacket and then the guards sort of carry, carry the kid out. And he's like, I love you, Lorenzo. You're the best. You're the best. As he's like leaving. A um, tear falls like, down Rail's <laughs> cheek and she tries to hide it. <laughs> also, I think a noose is crying for a different reason, but also yes. <laughs> McGinty mutters under his breath like, uh, you know, we, we fought a bunch of gnolls and we, we, we got a locket like... <laughs> Other people are doing stuff too. Uh, Frank also mutters, oh, decoy? <laughs> <laughs> so, Lorenzo says, We will go out this evening, my friends. Now, there are two different ways we can strategize and attack. I will leave these plans with you, and you can discuss. I have some other matters to attend to on the other side of town. Now, there are my suggestion is that we either go one of two ways. One, we sneak in using the taxation loadout that they send out from the shopping district, and we get into the keep that way, hiding in the shipment. Alternatively, there's a mage I'm acquainted with on the outskirts of Elderock. We could go visit them, and they may be able to get us inside the keep with fairly minimal resistance. We will okay, hold on, out. hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. We, we need some more information. Where Where is this keep, first of all? Oh, oh, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say that you guys are all aware of this uh, as, like, kingdom knowledge. Um, that Eldorok uh, is, is a very busy city, but in the center of it is the Goldforth's Keep. It used to be where the leaders of the nation lived before it used to be where the council that's what that's what was the old kind of ruling class it used to be where the council used to uh stay um it has been renovated to serve the uh goldforth's needs uh it is in the center of elder rock essentially and it's heavily fortified and heavily guarded i'm guessing Quite. Um, the other thing I should mention is that when we figure out exactly how we're going to do this, I am going to have the support of Alador and his men at the gates. Um, of course, we won't just be storming the castle to try and attack. I think that may not prove useful towards securing the staff. However, we can always count on the fact that they will be there waiting to help us take out any of the guards that may be straggling on the outside. And will you be joining us uh, on this uh, raid? Oh, of course. Of course. I, I wouldn't dare leave you off to do it myself. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, 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 I trust you, but I also need to know the staff of Idris is in, uh, is in the right place. So we need to make sure that it is secure. Lorenzo, say no more. We're on board. Let's do it. I just want to, if I can, I just want to congratulate you and Rael on your new relationship. I heard all about it. I'm so. Oh my pleased. God! A news. Think, oh, oh. I just, okay. Let's all slow down here. Let's. <laughs> he catches that one for for sure, and he's like, "Yes, very fond of the new relationship I have with all of you." And then he looks at Rael, <laughs> and he looks at Rael and winks at her, and then says, 
Carry on, my friend. See you soon. And walks out of the back door. Her knees buckle for a little bit and then grabs onto a noose <laughs> and then punches him in the neck. <laughs> uh, you could do worse. Did, did he say he was in a relationship with all of us? <laughs> I, I think he means a business relationship, Anus. I, I, well, we'll have to wait and see who's right. <laughs> We're going to order takeout, obviously, because when you plan these things, you need a bunch of like half empty boxes lying all over the table. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. So Jacob, Jacob yes. kind of like Jacob walks in and he's like, yeah, do you guys need anything? I can run down to the store. Yeah, Go to the library. Get us some fresh meat. Uh, I, <laughs> my, my, my favorite meal is um, uncooked gruel. Do you have um, uncooked gruel? At all. <laughs> Jacob is Jacob is furiously writing this down on a piece of parchment. Uh, Jacob, if you're off to uh, the market, uh, check out for the spice vendor. Just give him my name. He'll know what to do. <laughs> just eating paprika right, for lunch. Spice vendor. Uh, I'll uh, have a corn corn beef sandwich on uh, sourdough. Sure thing. He writes that down. And I'll take uh, breaded tarantula legs if they have, please. Oh, make that, make that two. I'll make that three. <laughs> still, still the gruel for me, thanks. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's all I know. Jacob leaves uh, after a short while. He's gone longer than you would expect, but he does come back with uh, a bowl of like just like wet oats for a noose, <laughs> and um, he get he has like a full blown sandwich properly. It's like even wrapped and stamped with uh, the Daltons. The Dalton's uh, nice. like sign and uh, a sandwich, and then uh, just a bunch of a bunch of dead spiders in a bowl, <laughs> and, uh, and like uh, he's like, I'm sorry, they didn't have. This is the best. I don't. I'll God leave. Damn it, Jacob! And she throws the bowl in his face. Yeah, they're not in season <laughs> and, and, right now, Rael. You're gonna want to wait until spring. Oh, oh yeah, and then and then he, he turns to Frank. And he's like, "Oh yeah, the spice vendor gave me this," and he hands Frank a note. And the, <laughs> inside the note, it just says, "Fuck off." <laughs> well, I, well, I can't eat that. <laughs> um, uh, a noose yeah. just happily enjoys the gruel. Mmm. <laughs> Some poor orphan's probably missing that right about now. <laughs> Is that where he got it from? <laughs> <laughs> you hear the carriage leave. <laughs> the thing about store-bought gruel is they can never get it as dry as mother used to make. <laughs> A little too much water, hey? That teaspoon of water in there. Anus, do you want to try some of my sandwich? No, no, I couldn't. My palate, <laughs> my palate, um is very specific to, to gruel and gruel-like qualities. If you mush that up for me, I would have a little nibble, but I, it would need to be a lot less colorful. I couldn't I couldn't possibly do that to the sandwich. I'm sorry. Frank is going to start looking at the... There was a map that he left behind, right? Uh, yeah, like, on his desk, there's sort of, like, plans of... Uh, of Essentially, you can see some paperwork kind of outlining his ideas for exactly what to do. Um, there's, there's not a ton more information on there than what he would have already told you. You can see... Um, uh, you're all familiar with uh, the layout of Elder Rock, but uh, essentially on the map you see in the center of his map, which is an older map of Elder Rock, because they don't really make uh, the, the Goldforths haven't really been around long enough to establish 
Um, you know, their new their new way of running things is so new that they that they haven't like it's not inscribed in atlases or anything. Like, there's no there's no maps of of new Danatar quote unquote or anything like that. So um, in Elder Rock. Uh, but the, it's not that different. They've they've gotten in a city center. Uh, there's a big X where you see that he's just written like the keep, and then there's just different buildings surrounding it. Um, there's a guard station and things like that. But the town is quite expansive, and there's quite a lot in Elder Rock. So it's a large map, but it's mostly focused on just where the keep is. How long has the occupation has has have they been ruling? Have they occupied this area? How long have the Goldforths occupied yeah. the area? It's been just around a year. Okay. And have they had the gi- have the giants been working with them like from the beginning? Yes. The only way the Goldforths could have seized power would have been using this gotcha. army. They were they were just like some nobles before. They were like mm-hmm. nobody really thought of them as anything, and then they then they just sort of took over. Um, like from the Belwicks and the Lockports, or do we not Belwicks know and Lockports are, are a quite old history. Okay. Um, there was a period between the two, like the Belwicks and Lockports were just a big famous uh, set of families in the area that were running things and were members of uh, of like a lot of groups and things like that that influenced things in the city. Mm-hmm. But prior to the 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 Goldforths taking over, there was an elder council at uh, at Elder Rock that oversaw Danatar and it had representatives from each of the uh, communities in it. Um, when the Goldforths took over, they killed, imprisoned. No one really knows exactly what happened to them, but um, they just kind of came in with effectively their own private army and set things up, set up shop. Hmm. Uh, well, go ahead, Frank. No, I was I was just gonna say, uh, you seem like a man with a plan, and given your, your tactical brain, I have a feeling that you know exactly how to get inside this place. Yeah, I think we should look at the plans for any weak points or, or potential points of entry into the keep. So essentially the plans that you guys see outlined in front of you are uh, are as such. One of them is uh, going to require you guys going to the old factory shopping district, um, talking with one of the shopkeepers to get you into the shipping area, um, going into the shipping area, and then hiding yourselves amongst a shipment that is going right to the keep. All taxations go right into the keep and then get distributed outside of that. So they go right into the base of the keep. Now, the, the, there is, you can see from the paperwork on the table, there's no clear indication of exactly where the Staff of Idris is. Um, it, it's suspected that it's it, it's actually kept on maybe Aster's person or, or Ulwick's person, his father. Um, but there's no clear indication exactly of where it is. On the other side of the plan is that it it just has the word really Shiloh written beside it with some question marks. Um, and... Uh, it, it, it simply has like a location on a map of where that person would be, which is on the outskirts of Elder Rock, uh, sort of a small hut. All this considered, I think we parachute in from the sky. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds exciting. Parachutes exist in this world. Do they? I love it. Yes. I mean, it's good. just cloth, it's cloth with strings, right? Like parasailing of guess, a sort. Yeah. Um, it's just a funny thing now, to imagine existing before flight travel. Maybe maybe this is just me, I but fly, I'm not the sneakiest boy in the world, and I like the idea of making a new friend. So I believe we should go to this <laughs> lone hut and explore, discover who this Shiloh is. 
Yes, uh, any, anything that uses magic, I think, is potentially more powerful than lying under a bunch of ch- cheese and other things they get. <laughs> mm. And I was going to go the cheese. opposite route. I don't tend to trust people who man- wield magic. So, but if I'm outvoted, fine, I guess, whatever. Well, I think I think the, the strategy here is that we all take one different way in and we'll eventually meet at that staff. No, I think we should stick together, Frank. <laughs> Remember what happened when we almost split up in the library and the graveyard? <laughs> We made some beautiful discoveries is what I remember. Yeah. What, what I imagine is you guys will all collectively decide to go in your own way and then all go yeah. in let's all, fucking Shiloh or something. Let's all secretly pick either <laughs> Smuggling in or the wizard, and then we won't tell each other which one, and let's just pursue it individually. Agreed. <laughs> so time passes. Um, the, the takeout containers are piling up. The spider bones are there. Spiders have bones? No. <laughs> Well, like, we asked for boneless Wait, legs. You gotta some... ask. You <laughs> gotta ask for the boneless legs. It just dawns on them that these aren't spiders, but they don't know what creature they are. They do have yeah, little skeletons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, yeah, there's a bone in the legs. It's really unsettling. Um, there's uh, like a dog tag in one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Frank wants to, to chime in. Uh, McGinty, I gotta say, you seem like a like a real good killer. Uh, <laughs> wh- where do you learn a skill like that? Well, that's one way to put it. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'm not not proud of this. Uh, but I did serve in the Eldorock military in my twenties and thirties, and so you do in order to survive, in order to make it, you do have to learn to protect yourself. But I put all that behind me. I don't, I don't relish it. I don't enjoy it. It was just something I had to do. Oh no! This, this is the time to bring that stuff out. If you know call signals, if you know secret codes, we could uh, yes costume up and get in there. I, secret codes. <laughs> I am incredibly good at making the sound of a bird. Hmm, yeah, that we, might come in handy. <laughs> what kind of bird? Can we can we hear it, Anus? Um. It takes me a while to warm up my vocal cords, but it's an. It's an I would love to hear it. Right it's now. An, right, it's, it's got like a one-hour casting time or it's, something. Yes, it's an egret, and I can only do it after a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a level four bird, so that makes sense. Here it, here it is. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh. It's a shame we won't be hearing that for about twenty-four hours. <laughs> a baby cries across the street. So while we're kind of delving into people's paths, uh, paths, pasts, while we're delving into people's pasts, <laughs> unwarranted, Frank, why do they call you the Bloodpath Abomination? Well, uh, I graduated from a very prestigious uh, necromancy school, uh, necromancy of dark arts and stuff, and uh, one of the graduating ceremonies is to be titled uh, a unique name for one amazing accomplishment you did while you were uh, an academic. So what what did you do to earn that name? So the Blood Path Abomination actually comes from, well, have, have you ever heard of a blood soup? <laughs> McGinty probably no. has, being a, being a cook. 
Is this an actual thing, Luke? That uh, people would nope. Know? It's uh, don't look it up. Don't look it up at all. Um, I'm okay. looking it up, uh, and it's not here in any of these tomes. I I read well, blood see, sausage. Is it like blood sausage? Not at all. <laughs> blood uh, pudding. Uh, no nope. blood pudding. Uh, it is quite literally a soup made of blood and some secret spices. And are you if- talking about tomato soup? Are you just oh talking about God. tomato soup? <laughs> oh, oh, damn! Is that all that was? <laughs> <laughs> did you dip a grilled cheese in it or something? I did dip a grilled cheese in that. Well, oh shoot! I, just, I made a t- that confirms soup. it. It must be tomato <laughs> soup then. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll order you some tomato soup eventually, Wait and you'll, we'll compare your taste memory. So maybe, Dude. can I call you, just until we figure it out, the tomato path abomination? <laughs> it might so, be more accurate. I'm so fucking confused. No, I think it's crystal clear here that... <laughs> He did a lot yeah, of stuff. Here. He here. He did raise the dead, but then at the end, there was like a dinner or something. And he just assumed based on the redness, you know. It... But what? I what imagine a necromancy man? school has a lot of creepy stuff in it. And, and of course, one would guess that this might be a blood soup. <laughs> He's not called Frank the Blood Soup Abomination. Gu- guys, I think, I think I'm realizing right now that they're making fun of me. No, no. <laughs> so I'm why not. the path? Why the path and why the abomination? Oh, oh I see. This... I understood it was bath, and so maybe you got squirted by one of those black and white creatures that make you smell, and you had a tomato bath. Is that not a re... Did I go on a tangent? That just doesn't make sense. You know, right, he called it a blood bath, but it was a tomato bath. That tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we are telling his backstory for him a little bit. <laughs> he might know better than us. I think that, uh, I'm, I'm realizing that the school was just humiliating me right now. I think they gave me this name <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> Well, hold on. What were some of the other names? Like Jeremy the Cauliflower King? Nope. Uh, give me one second to pull up a list of names they had for other people. We had, uh, well, there was Udrem, uh, the Plague Bringer. There was Faust, the Soul Extinguisher. And, uh, of course, of course, there was Daryl, the Corpse Molder. I, I, I so. Oh, I, might, I maybe, can't even participate. Maybe it was blood. Now that I'm, this all sound terrifying. Yes, I think you may have been too trusting of our weird interpretation here. <laughs> well, we'll get some tomato soup at some point, and that'll settle. I, I will say though, speaking of being given names, um, I, I was not always called a noose. Really? Yes. Um, uh, for for many years, I was just called you or boy, and then when I came of age, I was given a name based on my traits, like stench, usefulness, and um, things of that nature. <laughs> Mother called me a noose in order to better represent my essence. Does the, does the name of noose have some kind of like ancestral meaning? Or? No, it just sounds like butthole. That was what she said. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> she said, you are like butthole, so you will be known like butthole. And didn't that didn't that kind of make you feel sad? 
Yes, but Mother has done so much for me, and I'm sure that whichever name she gave to me was one that was suitable at the time. Just dead silence for a while as everyone <laughs> yeah. just stares at their empty containers. <laughs> Somebody, like, flicks one of their boned, their, like, tiny bones and, like, just sits there. Um, and at the, in that awkward silence, Lorenzo opens the door and says, Friends, I have returned. Have we figured out exactly how we're going to get inside? What are we going to do? This looks like a big sad room full of, like, tears <laughs> and upset. Yeah. An- He's got all this energy. still happily eating gruel. <laughs> Everyone else is tense and awkward. Uh, Rael, why don't you tell him our, our plan? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. That won't be like an issue at all. Um, hey, Lorenzo, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 hello, hello. I mean, um, uh, what, what are we doing? What did we decide on? No, uh, I can't Rael came, came up with this plan pretty much on her own. I think it's pretty brilliant. Okay, um, which plan is that? She went. We're going to Shiloh, yeah. question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Wonderful. Shiloh's great. I like it. Um, shall we set off immediately? Well, yes, we- yes, totally. Are we, we're, we're good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just need to go throw up some of these small bones in the corner, and then I'm ready to go. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> Lorenzo, before you leave, Lorenzo kind of well, it says, uh, McGinty, just so that you know, uh, we have taken care of everything. We've let Harriet know that you'll be out for the evening with us taking this out. Um, as well, I believe, Rael, you had some halflings that you were trying to keep an eye on. Uh, worry not, the Pale Hope will be keeping a close eye on them and making sure they are safe. Um, Good. They're, they're, they're hidden. Like, you, they, they can't uh, I, get hurt. <laughs> Uh, yes, they they shall be protected by uh, some some of our members as well as some of Alador's men who will remain inside of Willowhelm. Oh my God, you're so caring. <laughs> he's good. He's good with kids too. <laughs> may, may I may I ask Lorenzo? You mentioned uh, there being some other followers of Mother. I I was wondering if when I might get a chance to speak with them. You see, I'm not uh, entirely sure exactly where uh, where any followers of Mother are at the moment, but mm. uh, trust and be rest assured that we welcome them in the Pale Hope and we look forward to meeting more of them. I am excited to speak to another one just as much as you are. And he like puts his hand on your shoulder. It, that's really nice. I, I do feel you were a little bit misleading when you sort of led with that, but I, <laughs> I am excited I, to I, eventually... I, I... <laughs> Find out where they I, are, just like I you know. will. That maybe somewhere Some... they exist. <laughs> no, no, Anus, you misunderstand oh. me. There are members of the Pale Hope who are followers of Mother. Do I know where they are specifically at the moment? No, I'm afraid not. I see. But they do exist. Good. And they are in our ranks. I uh, I don't keep such close tabs on all of our members. Unfortunately, I, I am a busy man. P- perhaps yes. Shiloh is one of these worshippers of Mother. Uh, we could ask, although... Doesn't I'm quite going to ask. I think her. he probably is. Shiloh's pronouns are her uh, and she, um, but that is quite all right. We will head over to Shiloh's post haste. Jacob, let's go, my Jacob. friends. Jacob. 
Come on. And, Bring the uh, wagon. Jacob's Jacob's <laughs> carriage wheels up. You all get into Jacob's carriage and you start uh bouncing your way down the road towards um towards the outskirts of Elder Rock. As you guys are bumbling uh bumbling down the road and uh, rum- I bumbling really thought he was a better oh, oh, driver oh, oh, when I hired him. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. hitting every As, pothole. How was he doing that? I'm, it's just me derping down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, as you guys are rambling down the road, you uh, keep going, and, uh, and you know, you see that uh, the sun is starting, the suns, I should say, are starting to set, um, and uh, and the moons are starting to come out. Rael. Jeez, I really thought I had a bad childhood. Oh God! Well, <laughs> I I I was going to ask. I know we had a similar vision of of a a terrifying figure, and I I just wanted to know if if you had had been through anything. Uh, did you not have a kind parent to raise you like like I did? Uh, uh, well, uh, I generally don't like talking about this, but um. I did. I did have two caring parents, um, but they were taken from me at a very early age. Um, If you recall, that uh, pretty terrifying spider lady god-like thing that attacked us outside of uh, Harry. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. now that you mentioned it. (laughs) With the imp, yeah, this little guy on my hip. I do feel like Uh, that's... So rotten. He's so rotten. I do feel that's to... the first time Lorenzo has noticed it. He's like, oh. God. Do you do you think that big spider had bones, or do none of them have bones? Because I'm just trying to work. Anyway, well, I think it is that their bones are on the outside. It's like an exoskeleton, mm. but that's another conversation for a later time. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, unknown to me at the time, I was very young. Uh, my. Oh, backstory. Uh, so in the Underdark, <laughs> it's a matriarchal society. So unlike up here, I found uh, women tend to rule the world. Mm, that, Girls rule the world. Um, that's been my experience so, as well. All powerful female figures. But what do I know? Yeah, honestly, right. I, I defer to Harriet for a lot of things too. <laughs> Yeah, okay. during 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 this conversation, Lorenzo's sitting in the seat that Anus would normally be sitting in. Anus is sitting on the floor, looking up at Rail. <laughs> and I have my feet like just resting on his shoulders, like a footrest. <laughs> I am massaging your feet tentatively, but I think with your permission. This is weird. With your man. permission. Yes, of course. Tentatively um, is such a funny way to do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, unbeknownst to me, my father was the head of the rebel group um, uh, to break the oppression on the drow people of the Underdark. Um, and Loth found out, and my mother was a high priestess, and Loth disguised herself as my mother and killed both of my parents and oh family. I managed to escape somehow. Um, from before she could attack me and managed to escape the city of Menzo Baranzan uh, with the help of my father's ally, Kainan. Uh, it was a perilous journey out of the Underdark, and I uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't talk about yeah, it anymore. That's okay. Uh, Lo- that's okay. Lorenzo hands you a, a, a <laughs> handkerchief of his uh, for you to, <laughs> in case you're getting too emotional. 
What oh a story. God. What a story. God, You're all quite you. a unique group of individuals, aren't you? I, I'm so sorry. Uh, losing a, a, a parent can be one of the hardest things I know, and I... I, I'm just thankful that mine... Oh, oh yeah, right there. Keep right that spot, right there. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, that's a, um, that's yeah. a spot. You know, there yeah. is a bit of, yeah. there oh, is a, bit of okay. a nod okay. here. Let me work on that. Wow, he's strangely <laughs> good at this. Yes, I have lots of experience, and you have fewer bunions than I'm used to. <laughs> good so, Lord. Uh, what's, what's your plan? You, you eventually want to get revenge? Kill, kill this loth. I don't. She's a god. What, what can a level three ranger do? <laughs> Fully aware of her stats. You know, yeah. if if someone takes something from you that dear, both of your parents, I I think that you got to find everything in your power, find every weapon, train yourself, hone your skills, so that you can enact justice against them. But I'm just an old pastry chef. What do yes. I know? And, and uh, I, I will also add that uh, sometimes a person feels all-powerful and controls everything until one day something terrible happens and it all changes. And then... And I stare out the window. <laughs> it's like very quiet. You guys notice Frank is just dipping his hand in a bowl of paprika and putting it to his <laughs> He's doing like Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo Bill with paprika on his it, I meant more so I eating know, it, but... Uh, it puts the pepper on its skin. <laughs> this, is, this is Frank's serial killer subplot I've written in. Frank's, Frank's last name is Dollarhide. Um, uh, no, oh. um... Would you add a pinch of me? I'd add a pinch of me. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch good. of uh, chef's aprons in his closet that he dresses up in. <laughs> Frank's been staring um, out the window for the last while, just contemplating. Uh, he went to school for all these years and thinking that his degree is just a joke. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> whether this was something that he, he could even like get a real job for out there. Oh, Frank, no. what, what brought you to Willowhelm? Well, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> whew, is, it, is it now? Is, is now the time for that? Okay, okay. All right, Frank. All right, Frank. <laughs> Frank, you, you... The carriage pulls oh, up. Oh, wait, we're here! <laughs> <laughs> the carriage pulls up and, uh, uh, Frank's about uh, to speak up and then the door opens and just like... No, not, that's not the time. Next, next time. Next time. <laughs> Lorenzo, as you guys are getting out, says, Okay, we are going to see Shiloh. Uh, she is a secretive mage who doesn't hand out her services to just anyone. Uh, her dwelling is sort of protected by some strong magic, and it sort of changes with great frequency, so she, she can kind of try to make sure her time is not wasted by fools. Um, I guess... We'll just have to figure it out. He kind of indicates towards the door. So there's, it looks like a regular sort of shop that you would have seen in the old shopping district, except that it's by itself in the middle of nowhere. Um, and uh, it's just got like a regular entrance. Um, Lorenzo goes and, and opens the door and walks inside. What's the landscape like? 
Uh, it's just like it's like a open field, essentially, sort of like like it's this is the outskirts of the town, so it's sort of um, there's like some you can see some buildings in the distance a little bit, like dotted around and stuff like that. There's like farmers and things like that in this area. Oh, very pastoral. Uh, yeah, we we go in. Mm-hmm. Sure. So once you guys walk inside, uh, it's it's crazy. It's like you've just entered the watery cave inside of a large mountain. It, it's it's baffling that this is inside of the same building. Um, you look down, and it appears that you're all collectively standing on a raft, and the raft is currently docked. On the dock beside the raft is a large wooden barrel with flowers in it, and the raft seems to be floating, and you're all standing on this. So you realize you're you're standing on on, on a on a raft in some water. Suddenly, you all hear a voice in your heads. People of all kinds come to me. People of all kinds come to me to learn things. People of all kinds come to me to learn things, know things, fix things, and ding. But what of loss? There can be little gained without loss. Do you know what true loss is? I do. I do. Suddenly, the ceiling torches begin to light up. And you see that up ahead, there, there are torches uh, like sort of hanging mysteriously from the ceiling. And there's gently moving water right in front of you where you're docked. On either side of you, you see only immense darkness and water moving from left to right. And in the distance, you can see a tiny patch of land sticking out in the water. And you can make out a tombstone in the center. And you hear the voice say, I lost my eldest son to war. And another ceiling torch lights up past that island, and you see another small stretch of water and another tiny island with yet another headstone. And you hear, I lost my next, who knows what for. And then a final set of torches light up past that one, revealing a third stretch of water and a third island marked by a grave that says, my baby was lost to dragon flame, but I know I love them all the same. Flowers to show they're not forgot. Adorn their graves, for I cannot. And you notice that there's a barrel of the same size and type at the front of the raft with nothing in it at the moment. Lorenzo looks at you guys and says, Oh boy, a puzzle. Well, let's see if we can figure this one out, friends. (laughs) And sort of starts looking at the flowers and looking around and being like, Hmm. He has a great energy. Can I just say, I love this guy. (laughs) I knew we should have gone the cheese route. (laughs) <laughs> i gotta say this uh this puzzle has high production value <laughs> um yeah it seems like they skimped uh, on the edges it's just darkness <laughs> well it helps it helps focus the eye you know so spatially we're on a raft and there's a barrel on the raft with us there's an empty barrel on the raft with you. There's a barrel. Uh, for, for visuals, you can imagine it's a half barrel, I guess. And then there's there's another half barrel on, like, the dock that uh, is full of flowers. What kind of flowers? Are they different kinds of flowers in there? They're all just um, a sort of a white lilies. They're all white lilies. Mm-hmm. So there's three separate islands, each with a grave. That's right. And is there another far shore? As well, or um, is it you? You don't know. You can't see anything past that. Now I know that uh, Lorenzo was pretty happy about solving a puzzle, but I don't think this is a puzzle. I think we just put flowers in front of the grave because it's it's sad. <laughs> mm. 
Seems fine to me. Puzzle maybe too much. I just thought that the yes. thing she said sounded a bit cryptic. Let's assume that the, this character is wrong and it isn't a puzzle. And let's not solve it. Let's <laughs> prepare for combat, let's, everyone. Let's just carry on. <laughs> Um, well, sorry. So we we don't know what the the middle son died to. Um, we know war, and we know um, dragon, and some question mark for the middle. Yes. Oh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's like one of those uh, uh, like Steve Jobs presentations where it's all one son that was lost to all this to like three oh, different yes. things. Yes. Of course, and of course, in this world, Steve Jobs is just a handyman who does a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to cross and check out that gravestone. Let's wait. Hold on. Before we do that, should we bring some flowers with us? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All of the flowers. Sure. Um, there are uh, there are at uh, fifteen in the. You could take fifteen with you if you want to take uh, that many. Um, sure. Is that what you want to do? Let's load up. Sure. Sure. So you guys, uh, are you guys all going across? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, let's do this then. And then you guys grab uh, all of the flowers. You stick them in the bucket on the raft and the raft uh, goes across. Uh, As you guys dock onto the uh, first island, uh, you look in your bucket and you'll realize uh, you actually have 30 flowers now. Um, Whoa. And... uh, You'll see that the uh, name on the on the gravestone says Edward, and uh, nothing else on it. Just says Edward. Our flowers are doubling. You're you're a business guy, there, McGinty. He drops a coin in the bucket immediately. He drops a gold piece. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. Just yeah, worth a shot. <laughs> like, is there anything like on the island that the tombstone is on? Like, is there any kind of like little? Is there grass or flowers or like anything vases beside that, it or anything like that? It is, yeah. It, it's like it's a grassy hill, um, but there's nothing else beside Wait, it. It's like is it a grassy, a grassy knoll hill by tombstone? <laughs> I think I've solved this puzzle. Oh God! Draw your weapons. <laughs> I stab the hill. I hate dogs. <laughs> Not again. How about we we have thirty flowers and three graves? Ten here, ten there, ten uh, anywhere. Sounds sounds like a plan. I like your logic. Okay, so you guys drop off how many flowers at the first grave? Ten flowers, please. You guys drop off ten flowers. Wonderful. Anu says ten flowers, please, like to the grave. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to be polite. (laughs) Lorenzo's standing beside Anu. He said that, and like he said it to the grave, and then Lorenzo's like, okay, (laughs) and just goes and grabs (laughs) ten flowers, puts them by the grave. Um... And gets back on the raft. Are you guys going to the next grave now? Yeah. But does anything happen or no? Uh, you put ten flowers on the grave? Not yet. No. Uh, Frank's gonna gonna stay on this island. <laughs> yet. Okay. Frank's gonna stay on the island. Yeah. Okay. Frank's gonna stay on the island. The rest of you are gonna go across. Wait. Uh, Before we leave, yep. McGinty's gonna say to Frank, "Now might be a good time to flex those necromancy powers." Uh, buddy, if I could revive the dead, yeah, I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, with my imp. Yeah, I think that school was a scam. <laughs> yeah, wait, were you? Did you go to culinary school by accident? <laughs> huh. uh, as I say that, Lorenzo Lorenzo kicks off the dock and like the, the boat starts moving again. He's um, really interested in like flavors and. I'm wondering if he just like audited a bunch of classes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys land at the second island. You look down. You've got forty flowers now. Oh, see that they, they are doubling. Okay, let's put. Do we have to leave the same amount at each grave? Uh, hmm. Let's put well, ten here. Yeah, rail, rail. What are you thinking? Uh, well, if they keep doubling, um. But then that kind of also means it might have screwed up the first one. Like, if you put half of the amount that you have at each site. So if the first one would have been 15, 15 right? Because we started out. Never mm -hmm. mind. I think I'm just talking out loud. No, but... no, that makes sense. Like, we do 15, it doubles to 30. We put 15, it doubles to 30 again. Mm -hmm. And then we throw 15 in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps... The, the challenge is to use the flowers equitably so that the amount that we have is distributed evenly. Um, yes. That's... Just the way Lorenzo Pyre talked about how we could distribute things better to those less privileged and help help all those uh, people that were left behind. Right, Lorenzo? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> Lorenzo says... Yes, I believe that equality is part of the purpose here. If I know anything about Shiloh, and I do, she's not one to enjoy waste. Ah, uh, However, I should be a little um, straightforward with you. It did seem that every time I tried to uh, grab a flower from that bucket, there was another flower there. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I lied. Fifteen... Well, I got tired. I did. I got tired. And like what? Lorenzo, are you okay, Lorenzo, man? Are you? Lorenzo's what's happening like, right now? Uh, Lorenzo, he like points over to you. Can see in the distance the bucket that had the flowers in it before. Yeah, it's still full on the dock, like the the main one. He's like, I thought this would be enough. I don't know. I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> like, what did he lie about? I'm confused. So he's saying there's 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 a limitless supply of flowers at the dock. Right. Oh, so if we say. screw up, we can go back. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's just saying that like you can take however many you'd like to start. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Right. Uh, let's drop off twenty here, and then let's let's bring our remaining ten over. And they'll multiply. We'll drop 20 off at the last one. Mm -hmm. And then we get so two you, and a half flowers from the original. It'll double to five. And we add that to the first grave. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> Lorenzo's like confused. He's like, sorry, numbers aren't exactly my thing. What 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 are we we're doing gonna, We're going to put 20 flowers on the second grave. Go to the final grave. Leave 20 there. Go back, grab two and a half, and then bring those five to the first yeah. grave so there's 20 on each. Sure. Okay. Wait, so, hey, look, we didn't make this puzzle up. Don't get mad at us. In fact, we didn't, we didn't want to do a puzzle at all. We tried to just sail past it. So um, you guys go 
And uh, so the first thing you're doing is putting 20 from your bucket we, in onto the grid. We have 30 yes. now, correct? You have 40 now. Wait, oh, I do believe you have 40. You started with 15. You crossed. It doubled to 30. You dropped off 10. Okay. You crossed again. The remaining 20 that you had doubled to 40. I thought we dropped off 15. Now, okay. Yeah, I think you dropped off 10 last okay. time. Okay. Yep. That's easier to fix. Yeah. So you dropped off 10 last time. You now have 40 flowers. Are you dropping off 20 of them at the grave that you're on the second hill? No, because then we're going to have 40 when we get to the next. Yes, we should drop off 30 and then go to grave... Hear me out. Uh, we go to grave three. Now we've got 20. We leave 10. We go back to grave one. Now we have 20. We we add 10. Then we go back to three, add 10, back to one, add... Oh, no, then we'll... Wait, never wait, mind. wait. Do let's we know? Go, let's go back to the first grave and pick up all the flowers. Yeah, let's so reset. I agree that, like, completely. It's going to double if we go backwards. Like, let's it, find it out. may not... It, the flowers may not double if it go backwards, so they have to keep in that in mind. But yeah, Lorenzo, well, back her up. I think they said <laughs> okay. that waste waste was a problem, so we need to use all the flowers as they double. I believe that I think okay. is the challenge. So Lorenzo, Lorenzo backs the boat up to the first island. Um, you'll notice that the, that you guys still have the same amount of flowers you did when you got to the second island, so you're still sitting at forty in the butt, b- basket. Um, uh, Lorenzo goes over to the grave and says, am I picking these up or am I leaving them here? Let's pick them up. Let's bring Wait. them all back to the dock. Hold on. Okay. Were you talking about he the puts... flowers or are you talking about me? Because uh, I need to tell you, <laughs> I need to get off this this, <laughs> this death circle. You Frank absolutely... is like had a full nervous breakdown while being alone on this island. <laughs> uh, Lorenzo picks up the flowers, puts them in the bucket, pushes Frank onto the onto the boat, moves it back. Frank to the doubles. Says, There's two Franks now. <laughs> Yes. A dream. Lorenzo, a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lorenzo says, "Listen, I'm sorry. I just I assumed we would have enough when we started. Let's. Uh, how many would we like to start?" And he sort of is shoving these flowers back into the, the Does main one. Anyone else want to go back to the fact the shop factory and hide in a cheese wagon? <laughs> it's sounding Starting really good to about look now. <laughs> pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Friends, I believe we can do this together if we just put our heads together. You have a high opinion of us. I do have a high opinion of you. You are my new friends and you are new members of the Pale Hope. You need to learn to think together and work together if we're going to succeed. So, friends, look, every time we cross one of these waters, it seems that the flowers that we have on the boat double. I know for a fact that Shiloh hates waste. If she sees that we are getting rid of flowers, she would probably do something to punish us for that. At least the last time I came here, I ended up having to fight off a swarm of bees. So I hated that, and I don't want to deal with that again. Um, so please, 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 let's see if we oh. can grab the right amount of flowers and cross and allow it to double every time we cross the body of water and put the right amount on each grave. Uh, now, I may have just been on a deserted island for too long, but I'm thinking we grab one flower. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Except then we've got nothing left to... Does it double between yes, need... getting to the next island? Yes. When does the doubling happen? It's happening when you guys cross towards... It, like, like the, yes. When you're crossing towards another island. Yeah. I think we need to start with more because we yeah. need to have more than we think at the first one so that at the last one we can leave all of them. Yeah. If we do mm-hmm. one, we're going to have to leave two at the last grave. Right. If we start with two, we cross, they become four, we leave two. 
across to become four. But I think we'll no, have to go back at one point. So, because like we'll always have more. Like, so we'll have to have the most to put on the last island, and then we'll have to go back to the um, other islands to get rid of the excess, essentially. I think. Right, I don't think we can get rid of the excess. No, I think, I think part I think, of the stimulation. Right. Well, because when we go backwards, they didn't double, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like we'll have to put 10 on the first, 10 on the second, and then... Uh, Four, uh, no, I can't do math right now, but the most on the third one, and then go back and put the same, and, like, divide oh, the, the leftovers. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I see. Oh, I see. Like, on the other graves. Mm-hmm. So if we start with 10, they double to 20, we leave 10, we have 10, and then the doubles to 20 again. We'll have 10 mm -hmm. left over. Yeah, we can't split that. So we need something that, that can be split through ways, right? That's all? Like, if we had a factor of three. <laughs> yes, so here's how it goes. We bring 10 to the first island, we have 20. We leave 10, now we have 10. We go to the second island, now we have 20. Again, uh, we leave 10 again. Uh, then, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm no, that so sorry. I don't think that works. <laughs> so we, we, I, we take, yes. We'll have to we leave more than 10. We take three. I think, I think Frank's right. I think it has to be threes. Uh, so we take three, it becomes six. We leave three, it becomes six. We leave, we move, it becomes six again. We leave four, and then we go back and we drop one off at the last two, at the first two graves. Does that work? Yeah. Yes. I think so, yeah. We do that. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you guys take how many to start? We're going to take three flowers, amigo. Okay, so we are taking three. So you guys throw three on, you guys move across, it doubles to six. How many are you leaving at the first grave? Three. Three. You leave three at the first grave. You guys take your second uh, to the second grave. It doubles to six. How many are you leaving? Three. three. You leave three. Uh, you take. You go to the third grave. So now you've got three on you. It doubles to six again. You leave how many? Four. At the third We're gonna leave four. four. Four at the third grave. Yep. Okay. So you've taken four. So you had six. You dropped off four. Cool. Everybody roll initiative. Nailed it. Oh, can't, we can't go backwards. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I got a... Oh, poor. A 12. Eight. A 17. 11. From the water, two um, merfolk pop up and uh, immediately just look like they are ready to fight. They don't look like they have really any sentience. They're sort of like almost sentries. And... Uh, they hold their spears ready to start stabbing at you guys. They are very close to you. They're right. They just popped out of the water right by you. You're the third island. So, um, McGinty, you're up first. So you notice out of the corner of your eye, you see like the water kind of stir for a second. And then like, boom, these guys kind of pop up. Um, what do you do? Great. McGinty's going to take cover behind the gravestone. Sure. Uh, and then he's going to, do they look similar? These centuries? They look identical. Okay. I'll yeah. just. Fire off a crossbow bolt at the uh, right one. Sure, sure. Uh, they haven't oh, acted attack. yet, so I get advantage, which means I get my sneak right. attack. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Beautiful. 7 plus sneak attack plus 6. Ooh, 13 damage. Ooh, 13 damage. McGinty, your crossbow bolt goes right into the head of one of these mermaids. Um, and tell me how you kill, like, tell me what it looks like. I, uh, fire off a shot and the flowers are resting on top of the grave and I shoot through a flower. It pierces oh. the flower 
and stabs it in the head and then the petals just fall in sure. front of it as it falls straight backwards into the water. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Some Miyazaki, the, the other, some Miyazaki it, stuff. The other mermaid has a single a single tear rolls down their face. <laughs> it's how it's so crying beautiful. happening today. <laughs> um all right. Uh, we were gonna go I back think... and drop off the excess flowers. <laughs> a new syrup next. Um Yes, I will go over and attack the remaining merfolk with my scimitar. Roll your attack. I got a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't go so well. Uh, tell me how you fuck it up. Uh, well, <laughs> I, um, I attempt to put a flower into my lapel to be a little more formal <laughs> as I approach him, and I accidentally poke myself in the eye with it. <laughs> Wonderful. Ow. Um, Frank, you're up. Uh, there, buddy, do you, uh, can you can you hear us? Can you talk to us? What's your deal? No, it doesn't respond. It's just like, it's, yeah. Oh, you, you can't talk to us, but you can shed a tear? You son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. Get uh, your story straight. <laughs> Uh, Frank kind of spins around his chain sickle, and he's going for a wraparound. And he rolls uh, 22. Hey, sure, that hits. Uh, so it just wraps around uh, the dude, and he's uh, grappled, effectively. He's restrained. Okay, sure, sure. Like, trying to get out a little and just writhing. Um, next up, we've got uh, Rael. Wow, you guys all got to act before these. Mer- they rolled really shitty on their initiative, so... <laughs> Yeah. Cool for me. Um, all right. Hope I don't blow it. Uh, I'm good. She's going to use Dread Ambusher. Um, so she gets two attacks on her action. Right. Um, yeah. So roll that. A 17. Yeah. 17 hits. Awesome. So nine total then um, for the first attack. <laughs> Very nice. Nine total for the first attack. Boom. Looking mighty fucked up. Okay, and then um, I go in for my second hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if you hit it. Ooh, okay, that would be 18. 18 hits. Okay, and that will be... <laughs> Why they bother coming out of the water? This is, yeah. this is on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, do, would I get an advantage because it's grappled too? I mean, you already hit the... I guess, <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll, be the, I'll be the rules nerd. Uh, uh, restrained, you don't get yeah. advantage. No. They just can't okay. move. All right, Sorry. okay, fine. Yeah. Um, um, no, that's fine. Um, uh, rules check. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we, we were the jocks, McGinty. <laughs> we just lost five um, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we just gained like 30 more <laughs> rules I lawyers. Think, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, love I this. Feel like I expect our comments to be vicious every time based on my <laughs> novice DMing. Okay, and so then that would be an additional six. Six, boom. Is it dead Rail, yet? Rail, tell me how you kill it. I grab a handful of lilies and I like rip out the petals and then take my short sword and slice it across the neck and then throw them up in front of my face like confetti. The petals. <laughs> right, so so this, the 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 other mermaid gets killed in this other beautiful way. Lorenzo's sitting there, claps his hands. He's like, "Well." Done, everyone. What a great little battle. I didn't even have to do anything. I thought I was going to have to engage, but I guess not. Um, okay. Well, and then as he's talking, suddenly everything goes black. Boom. 
You're back at the beginning again, uh, back at the dock. The bucket that you have on your boat is empty. The never-ending bucket of flowers beside you is there. What do you do? I well, cheese card, everyone. <laughs> yeah, let's um, let's turn around. Maybe I think we finally met our match, um, and then uh, Anus um, kills the entire party and himself. <laughs> Unless we just pick like take no flowers, because then it can't double, and then they're all equal. Uh, I think I they're gonna know. need some. There must be a certain amount we can yes, use to I get know. an even amount as we go, surely. I'm really also, thinking, and I'm trying to do the math here, and there isn't. Yeah, I, I can confirm <laughs> there is no way to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this puzzle is actually busted, my friend, so. <laughs> All right, we um, take five, we drop off three. They become four, we drop off three. Nope, then we get two. Okay. Hmm. Seven, drop off four, becomes eight, drop off four, becomes... Nope. Frank just got an epiphany. Uh, he's, he's kind of pushed back all these bad thoughts about school and his life to the back of his brain. And now he's uh, firing on cylinders, talking about... Uh, uh, we never read the names of all the graves, right? Uh, no. Uh, we probably want to figure out uh, every kid's name and... Uh, eldest kid probably gets the most flowers. The youngest baby probably gets the least <laughs> flowers. I think it's like one of those uh, those those weight thingies, those weight mm. puzzles. Lorenzo says, "I do think it's important that she did mention that she loved them all the same." I want. McKinty goes, "All right, hear me out. We grab seven flowers. We drop off four. Then we have three left. It doubles to six. We drop off four. No, no, we got two left. It starts at Doubles 14, to... though, if we take seven at the start. We can't Does get it? seven, because we ha it doubles. Yeah. It doubles oh, right I off forgot the bat. It I forgot it doubles right after the bat, yeah. Can we take three, three and a half? We, yeah, we take we take three and a half. You, you, we can't take half flowers, my friends. It How picky work. is this person? Is it possible <laughs> that... What if we just keep... Failing and killing the merfolk. I liked killing the merfolk. Could yeah, we just do an endless, another creative loop? solution? I mean, we'll get experience. This is, we're basically farming. <laughs> we're going to be so wait, strong. Wait, I know. I have an idea. We don't take the stupid raft. That's the problem. I'll just grab three. Yeah. I'll just grab three flowers and swim to the islands. I'm super strong. This is going to work. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Sure. Am sure. I correct in, in believing that if you're wearing like chainmail and stuff, you uh, have a chance of failing in swim? I'm already taking off all of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and Noose's AC becomes two. Yes. Yeah. I am. I have like those caved in ribs that like Christian Bale had in the machinist. <laughs> <laughs> so unsettling. Oh. Anus, you uh, you take you take the you, t you said you're grabbing three flowers. Yes. Okay, sure. Give me a strength check to see if you can uh, get through the tide here. Oh, come on. It's a <laughs> five. <laughs> five? You make it. It's not a oh, very, great. It's not a very okay. fast thing. You get to the other island. Uh, the flowers have not doubled. Right. You have three of them on your hands. So I leave, you I leave on one, group? and I, I take off even more clothing to make sure I don't <laughs> screw it up again. Sure. Anus <laughs> is now stark naked. <laughs> uh, Anus, give me another strength check. Uh, that time I got a 10. 
That's it. It works. You you get there, and then uh, you you drop off another flower, I yes. assume. And finally, give me another strength check. Finally, a fifteen. My rolls are doubling each time. (laughs) I would never normally. Behind the screen, I set the DCs to 5, 10, and 15 progressively. Literally. And you. you, That's so stupid. So you get to the third island. You drop off the fucking flower. In an instance, everything goes black. You suddenly are in what looks like a regular shop now. It looks like the like what you would expect when you had opened the door initially. Um, and sitting across from you is a is a woman in a, a gray robe. She looks um, to be uh, she's middle aged. She has sharp features. She holds uh, a cane in one hand and she sits uh, she sits sort of in a chair, kind of looking at you and says, "Why, hello! Took you quite a while to get through that." I see, Lorenzo. Nice to see you again. And Lorenzo says, Hello, Shiloh. Wonderful to meet you, too. These are my friends. Uh, I believe the last time I spoke with you, I mentioned that I might need some help. And then she says, Getting into the keep? Uh, Not a problem. Give me a few moments. Here we go. And... And then... um, all of you guys see like a it's almost as if like your vision everything goes transparent in front of you for a second like clear and then black and you wake up and you are each of you in a cell prison cell and that is where we will end our session Work, everyone. Oh. We did it. We got oh. into the keep. <laughs> we did it. Yes. And also, is, this because, is this because we cheated on the flowers? <laughs> I was I was hoping that we would wake up in those uh, cheese crates. <laughs> yeah, we wake up. We're under a bunch of cheese in a cart. <laughs> Wait, this was her plan? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for tu- for tuning in, folks. Um, again, as we mentioned, it has been so, so wonderful to see the support that we've had online and the listeners that have come through. If you want to keep engaging with the show and you want to keep talking to us, you can always follow us on social media. We're at WWDITB. That's what we do in the basement. Um, we, you can also talk about us on Twitter using the hashtag WWDITB. We have a subreddit now, which is exciting. I didn't want to take away from any of the other reddits that we're what we were using to kind of talk about the show initially. So so please head on over to uh, our What We Do in the Basement uh, if you want to talk about the show on Reddit. A special shout out to Liam Barry, who's just come on board uh, and, and joined the team over here. So uh, he's going to be composing music for us, which is super cool, super exciting. He's very, very talented. You can check out his music at liamberry.ca. That's L-I-A-M-B-E-R-R-Y.ca. We'll put the link in the episode description. Um, I guess once again, uh, I've been Kevin Ramber and your DM, and uh, I was here with Natasha Durant. Real Nilo. Toodles. See you next time. I was here with Jesse Bergen. You could keep your flowers. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. You were here with Luke Cecil. Uh, Frank's thinking about whether a noose is naked still? <laughs> <laughs> we were here with Thomas Tolles. Hello, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> do you have a, a quote for us, Steve? I do. By my personal hero, Richard Dawkins. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the solution often turns out more beautiful than the puzzle. <laughs>
We'll see you next time in the basement. Hey folks, Kevin here, just tuning in from the editing bay to let you know about a cool podcast. Tash and Thomas and Jesse all got a guest on this wicked podcast called Ranked, Top 5 Lists of Stuff That Don't Matter. You can find that podcast by searching Ranked anywhere you get podcasts. It's on the Podcaver Network, and uh, it's really, really funny. <laughs> they talk about their favorite TV game shows, remind me of some game shows that I used to love when I was a kid, and talk about ones that maybe you've never even heard of. But uh, it's very, very funny, and I recommend tuning in. I was laughing uh, from start to finish. So please check it out. You can search Ranked on the Podcavern Network or anywhere else you get your podcasts and check those funny folks out. Have a great day.